2: It's Todd Feinberg. It's Todd Feinberg. Monday through Friday, 3 till 6 on WTIC. News Talk 1080.
1: WTIC, good afternoon. Sad news, Bob Stefanowski's father died. 92 years old. You have to admire people who... uh, have the fortitude and the ability to uh, persevere for that long, don't you? Condolences going out to uh, to Bob and Amy and the family. That's sad news. So I want—we've got a guest on who uh, thinks I'm having him on, I believe, because of his new book. But it's really because of his British accent. There's just so, something so uh, compelling and and powerful about about a good English accent. I think I think that's—I'm told that's what he has. So let's. Uh, Let's give it a try. Phil Hall is his name, and Phil has a Phil has a book out that highlights something that is very important to all of us, and that is about how we get scammed and how we get scammed by the people who, um, you know, by the people who are we trust to be investing our money and doing all kinds of good things for us. So. Let's welcome Phil Hall to WTIC. Can you punch that in? I'm having trouble with my software here, Roland, if you could. Hello there, Phil.
3: Hey, Todd. How you doing?
1: Is that British? Is what British? Your accent?
3: Uh, it's uh, quasi-British. I am a British heritage, but I was born in New York City.
1: Ah, that's a good merger. And you're you live in Connecticut, as I understand it, right?
3: That's correct.
1: Okay, good. So... Your book is on Wall Street. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. What's the title again?
3: The title is called 100 Years of Wall Street Crooks, and the book uh, covers a century's worth of financial chicanery from Charles Ponzi in the 1920s to Elizabeth Holmes today.
1: And why is, why is that worth doing? Why did you feel compelled to do it? Is there a narrative that is the umbrella that fits over all, that, all those years and all those people?
3: Well, people are fascinated by scoundrels. You don't hear the word scoundrel used that much anymore, but these people were scoundrels. They flim-flammed investors, uh, government agencies, uh, everyday people out of their life savings with the most outlandish and outrageous schemes imaginable. Uh, They were larger-than-life characters, and people kept falling over and over for the same Type of uh, nonsense that was being peddled from the 20s uh, into the the war years, uh, the post war years, and even as late as uh, as today. Uh, it's very funny. The book just came out, and as luck would have it, uh, we have a current scandal going on with Sam Bankman-Fried and the uh, the FTX cryptocurrency exchange, which just went belly up and cost people billions of dollars. So uh, people never really learn when it comes to uh, being bamboozled by these type of scoundrels. It's
1: funny you mention that. There was a story on the news this morning about some grandfatherly type guy who had been scammed by somebody. It was a computer hacking thing, totally different in terms of the nature of the crime. But this guy blew $3 million falling for dopey instructions on the Internet for how to, how to lie to everybody to make sure they didn't understand what he was up to because he wanted to move his money to keep it safe from the computer scammers, and it was the scammers he was talking to. And it, just, it does speak to a vulnerability. What is it about us? or what is it about these these wall street folk that
3: well go ahead what's about us is the fact we're always distracted by a bright shiny object and a smooth-talking person who tells us we can make millions and billions and zillions of dollars just by putting trust into them and it doesn't matter how crazy their schemes are whether it's uh, someone like anthony deangelis who tried to corner the soybean oil market of all things in the nineteen sixties and uh, nearly crashed wall street because of that uh, you're mentioning the computers i mean we're going back to ponzi in the nineteen twenties and he was working with something we don't have anymore called uh, postage coupons because uh, in order to send mail overseas you had to use these sort of coupons and he was trying to corner the market on that and it uh, didn't quite work and he wound up going to, to prison and then being deported.
1: So there's a long history and smart people get suckered. I had a uh, uncle he died maybe fifteen years ago and he had put all his money and would only put his money with Madoff, with Bernie Madoff. And He died and left everybody trusts in, in uh, you know, his, his two children and his, his wife and uh, all that money was gone by, the, or most of it, it was gone by, th- by the time they needed it. And it's just he was a super self-conscious of the fact that he was a Harvard grad, brilliant guy, ran businesses and made tons of money, and it all went to Bernie Madoff because he was so convinced Bernie was the best guy.
3: And it's funny because so many of these uh, scoundrels who are profiled in my book never went to college; they didn't go to Harvard or Yale or. Uh, didn't even go to a community college but they had a salesmanship and a gift of gab that made them able to convince people that uh, they should be putting their money with them and it's a story that gets repeated over and over the names change the the schemes change but it's 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 human nature really at its worst worst for the uh, miscreants who are peddling this nonsense and it's worse for those who believe in them and uh, as your relative put his money uh, and his faith into these people and wound up getting kicked in the teeth.
1: It's amazing, but what I wonder about, we're talking to Phil Hall, by the way, he's from Southington, and his latest book is called 100 Years of Wall Street Crooks. I wonder if we are, as people, if this is just how we are, and that Wall Street, as a result, that this is how Wall Street is. Is it the land of crooks, and occasionally there's one who... Messes up and gets caught, or are these guys the exceptions?
3: Well, I hate to say it, but it, it, it is a land of crooks. In fact, uh, insider trading was par for the course prior to the Great Depression, and uh, Joseph P. Kennedy, the head of the political dynasty, uh, made his fortune through insider trading and getting away with schemes that uh, wound up being made illegal in the 1930s. Ironically, Uh, President Roosevelt named Kennedy as the first commissioner of the Securities and Exchange Commission. And a lot of people were aghast by this. They're saying, Why would you put him, of all people, in charge of the SEC? And Roosevelt said, It takes a thief to catch a thief. And so. Kennedy, to his credit, was able to know where all of the loopholes were in the system, and he was able to plug them up. It wasn't entirely altruistic because he wanted a major political appointment in Roosevelt's administration and wound up becoming ambassador to Great Britain, which uh, was one of the worst uh, choices that Roosevelt ever made, but that's a whole different story.
1: So if you look at all these people and all these crimes, it may, maybe this is just the definition. Since we are talking about Wall Street, maybe this is the definition of, of capitalism, this tension between what you can gain by harnessing the lust that people have to gain the fruits, the maximum fruits of their labors against the their ability to turn bad and, and uh, go to the dark side. And, and we seem comfortable with that as a culture, that we understand that we gain enormous benefit from those ruthless, aggressive people who are, you know, the pioneers who are willing to take a trip with their family out west when, when nobody's ever gone there before and there isn't even a road.
3: And it's funny because some of these characters actually become folk heroes. Uh, Jordan Belfort was the, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, Uh, He's actually going to be speaking next week at a cryptocurrency conference in New York City. This is somebody who cheated people out of millions of dollars. Uh, He went to prison, and yet he's viewed as uh, being this good guy, this hero, someone we should listen to. There was the popular movie with Leonardo DiCaprio playing him. Mm -hmm. And this is just uh, bizarre in a way. Very few of the people who I have profiled in my book uh, wound up becoming uh, folk heroes. Billy Sol Estes, which is a name some people might remember from the early 1960s. He was a Texas flim flam man, but uh, he was such a charismatic person, there were about four or five different songs written about him because people <laughs> liked him, even though he was uh, pulling the most uh, egregious schemes imaginable. And of course, there was Martha Stewart, who, uh, strangely, in comparison to the other people in the book, was a somewhat of a small-time swindler with her stock inside a trading deal she went to prison but when she came out of prison she was actually more popular than she was when she came in and she was even able to joke about it on television so uh, sometimes uh, these characters do get the last laugh.
1: So, Phil, are you saying that part of what we like about them is that they are scammers and is it that that aspect of them that is, the is, uh, I guess, reflecting the flaws of humanity?
3: It is. I mean, nobody respects somebody who robs a convenience store. Nobody respects a carjacker. But if you're pulling off a multi-billion dollar scandal, I mean, my go- goodness. Uh, these are people who planned something that few people would have the audacity to try. And the fact that they failed, uh, in some way you feel, well, oh, good, they got their comeuppance. Well, yes and no. uh, Someone like Madoff, of course, died in prison. But that's a small comfort to uh, the people who cheated out of their life savings, as you mentioned, your your relative. I used to live down in Fairfield, and he actually cheated uh, the town out of its uh, finances and took several years for them to get their act together after that. But... There's this fascination that uh, you could pull off a crime as complex as this, because a lot of the Wall Street crimes, they are complex. You're dealing with stocks. You're dealing with securities. Uh, One of the stories in the book is that we're dealing with a gold mine in Indonesia. And there's a somewhat exotic and complex nature to these crimes, which goes far beyond the usual uh, stick-up-your-hands-and-give-me-your-money type of uh, crime that nobody respects at all.
1: If you are fascinated by Wall Street crooks, Phil Hall has 100 years of them for you in his new book. It's called 100 Years of Wall Street Crooks. Phil, thanks for taking the time to fill us in, and good luck with the book. Anything you want people to know about how to get it?
3: Well, just go on to Amazon or any of the other online bookstores. Just type in 100 Years of Wall Street Crooks, and uh, the book will pop up. It's now available. makes a wonderful holiday gift.
1: (laughs) Good pitch at the end there, Phil.
3: And don't worry, your money, you're not going to be ripped off reading the book.
1: This is 100% honest. <laughs> Phil Hall, thank you, sir. Great to talk with thank you.
3: Thank you, Todd. Take
1: care. Bye-bye. All right, there's a new book for you if you're looking for uh, a nice gift to give, as Phil says. That's one you can do. Eight six zero We'll get moving with other stuff. Coming up on WTIC.
2: It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
1: All right, that was Phil Hall from Southington. He's an author, and he's written a book about scammers on Wall Street. And I think it's true that that there is something in human nature. You know, certain people who lust for power, Lust for money, lust for glory, and that lust makes them do things that, that other people wouldn't do. And I, it, it, it isn't just Wall Street, it's politics as well. If you look at Ned Lamont and you look at the leadership in the legislature and you look at the all the different people who are well, specifically the ones who stand out are the ones who lie so continuously... And it's just a a matter of how the business is done. If you want to be successful in politics, you follow their model. They've proven it works. You look at what the Democrat scheme is. The Democrat scheme is how do we get our hands on all that money? There's unlimited amounts of money if we're willing to do what's necessary to steal it. And they decided uh, some time ago what the schemes were. And how to do it. And if you listen to them talk with a little bit of savvy and sophistication and experience, you understand the code words they're using. You understand how carefully they're choosing their language to make sure that you don't understand what they're really saying, but you think they're good people who want to help you. And it's remarkable how, how susceptible we are to the con. I find it kind of frustrating lately, since since the election. Like I'm not sure what to do. I don't know if people can be saved from their own uh, naivete. I was quite struck by this guy who I think it was on Good Morning America this morning. I was just overhearing. My wife was watching, and I was overhearing, and I heard this this guy. They didn't give his real name, but or his full name. And he was describing how he got a message on his computer. That the computer had been hacked, and if he wanted to have all of his financial information that was on the computer to be protected, he needed to call a phone number immediately. (laughs) And he called the phone number, and they told him, you've got to move your money out of the accounts immediately. And they told him what to do. And he did it. And it wasn't just like a one afternoon thing. He did it over days. And they told him what to say at the bank so that the bank wouldn't mind when he went in to withdraw his money. He took $3 million out of his accounts (laughs) and sent it to the scammers. What an amazing, all right, you know, he's a senior citizen, and people get feeling unsure as they get older and concerned. You know, you're concerned about your security, and that's the the energy that the scammer tax um, um, taps into, and and turns to their benefit. And again, it's like voters who think taxes are too high, so they vote for the people who raise their taxes, but give them little bits of that money back, which we see corrupting our electoral system right now it's uh, it's remarkable and again if you, if you have any ideas on on what to do man oh man i don't know how we save the country and this isn't about you know i root for republicans only because republicans sort of believe in the american system of government and sort of defend it sometimes there's few of them who do it adequately and and on a principled basis and that's what I'm looking for. So it's not like I love Republicans. I don't think Republicans are great. I just think their scheme for, for winning elections is not as corrupt and, and uh, dangerous for the country and not as hostile to the American system of government because we now have a communist system. And if, if people laugh and get turned off when they hear that, but we actually do have that if you think about what a communist system is. It's one in which the, the economy is controlled as maximally as possible by the government. And the government decides what happens with the cash. Now, we aren't fully there yet. We're not the Soviet Union yet. We're not Cuba yet. But we're heading in that direction at lightning speed. And we are violating our own principles as a country on a regular basis more and more every day. Because we don't think about principles and we don't hold people to principles. So my principles are libertarian. I think I haven't studied what libertarians write. I just know that if you look at the history of mankind, government has been the force that that we haven't been able to figure out how to coexist with successfully. Government always ruins us. And government is now ruining this country as it has ruined the state of Connecticut. The state of Connecticut is ruined by ruthlessly dishonest and destructive government. And it's so easy, even when you know that or believe that, it's so easy to fall into their traps. They, they spin a good yarn about, oh, it'll just be so much better if we can uh, charge you half a percent on your on your payroll tax and and give everybody 12 weeks off but they don't do that because they care about people or they want to help anyone that doesn't help people cut the taxes by half a point that'll help people cut the income tax by a couple of points cut property go ahead you want to see success happen you want to see happy people by the way there is a simple proof the government knows it's ruining us. And it has no interest in doing otherwise, and that is because they never go back and revise a spending plan that has been approved and implemented. Except to make it bigger. Everything gets bigger and everything is permanent. And that's proof. Anybody honest, anybody who's run an organization knows you have to trim budget sometimes. Everybody honest, with experience, understands you can't just keep doing what they do. And yet they keep doing it, and we keep voting for it. And boy, oh boy, the price that is going to be paid, and it feels like it's getting closer all the time. I don't know how quick.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
1: is the, uh, the price we're going to pay is big, and it's, it's the destruction of, of the greatness of America, I fear.
2: It's Todd Feinberg. It's Todd
1: Feinberg.
2: Monday through Friday, 3 till 6 on WTIC. News Talk 1080.
1: <laughs> oh, that was fun to hear. Is that a World Cup ad? I'm just figuring that's soccer. It is. Amazing. Commerce drives everything in our world. So I'm libertarian. And I want to find out if you are too or if you're something else. How do you define yourself politically, please? Eight six oh five two two nine eight four two. Libertarian. And the reason I like being a libertarian well it just it matches up with my um, you know, with all of my instincts about what's right. In politics with the whole uh, belief in the in the that, that are the beliefs that are laid out in the American system or government in the founding documents of our country those are libertarian beliefs we have a right to control our own lives as long as we are not bothering or interrupting somebody else's right to do the same if we follow that as a society we would I believe solve our problems very quickly and everything we hear from the government attempts to dissuade us from that american premise small government is protected in our system because small government is necessary to provide liberty you can't have a free society where humans get to do what humans want to do the libertarian system you can't have that if you've got big oppressive government. And big government is oppressive government. Big things are oppressive things. Just the way it works. So that's my fallback, and it makes life so easy when you have principles. You need your fallback principles. What are yours, please? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Now, Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> I heard her on The View this morning talking about talking about her own beliefs and, and, and people's beliefs and what makes her, well, the, the context of this is they, you know, they've, uh, they passed this defense of marriage act in the house. I think it was no across the board. Did it go across the board? The defense of marriage act, no respect for marriage. Yes. That's the new one. Respect for marriage is the new one. And the respect for marriage act she was doing a little rant on the Respect for Marriage Act because she just doesn't get why people don't get what she gets. And here's what she gets.
4: Well, you know, in the old days, when we, when we were kids, yeah. people <laughs> tolerated different beliefs. That's what you did. That was part of being an American. Yeah. Yeah. But suddenly now we, we seem to have to go backwards and, and reenact uh, what is our right.
1: Yeah, so she's complaining about America used to be one thing, and, and now it's not that thing anymore. And yet she's advocating for doing the kind of change to our system that violates what we used to be. And she doesn't even realize it. And, and the reason I wanted to play Whoopi here is because she's got a, you know, she's the host of a national TV show on a big network on ABC. Talking about pol- politics, ostensibly. And you would think they know something about it, but they don't. They don't know anything. She doesn't know what it means, the American system. She doesn't know the principles it's based on, and she doesn't know her own principles. So, on the one hand, she's complaining about how things aren't the way they used to be. And then she says this
4: I need all of the religious people to understand that those who do, not, who do not follow or subscribe to your beliefs also have rights in this country. They have the right not to believe. You don't have to. I don't have to believe what you believe. You don't have to believe what I believe. But you don't really have the right to stand and tell me that you're a doctor, but you won't take care of me because I'm gay.
1: Uh, is that true? Is that true? I don't think so. I think America always protected people's liberties and let the marketplace work things out. So my understanding of the liberty-based American system is the opposite of what Whoopi is saying here. Whoopi says, if I'm gay, you have to provide me your services if you find my gayness to be offensive. And I'm not arguing this. I'm not saying this is anything about the gay part of the conversation. I'm saying this about the liberty part. I want to drive this point home. America was always the place where the doctor who didn't want to treat somebody whose beliefs or life practices offended him, that was his right because we believed in liberty and that's what made America great. Liberty, small government, capitalism, markets. And under this market of how it used to work, the doctors would have to deal with the economic repercussions of following their own belief system. Well, that's fine. That's what we want people to do. We want people to benefit as they might, And suffer, as they might, for following their own belief system. Remember, as long as you're not violating someone else's rights, you get to follow yours. So how does a doctor deciding he doesn't want to treat a certain person? Because he doesn't like their religion or the way they dress? Maybe he doesn't like they've got tattoos all over their neck. in our liberty-based system that was always our prerogative it's only in recent years that freedom has been stomped on and the belief is that no everybody has a responsibility to welcome everybody even if they are are violently opposed on principle to those beliefs so this is libertarianism is this your system or are you with something else because this is the American system. This is a market based system. Again, markets correct, based on what the majority decide over time their beliefs to be. And the best way to solve problems is to let people acting in groups decide the solution over time. And I believe that when we stray from that, when we do things where the government is deciding big decisions instead of aligning the market to it, we get bad results. When we let government run systems instead of let us run the systems through a market, we get bad results. And there's proof of it all around us. So, what do you believe? Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Sam's calling from Hampstead Hi, Sam.
5: Hi there. Hope nice you're doing to hear well from today. You.
1: You sounded so cheery when I last talked to you, which must be two weeks ago now, that it's uh, like burned into my skull how much fun it was to talk to you. So thank you for calling again.
5: Well, thank you. Well, you were asking what political outlook we've got. Yes. I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. I am a Christian conservative.
1: Okay, and what does that mean?
5: That means I know that our country was uh, founded... On the Word of God, we took some of his rules, and we based our country on that. And we have strayed from that terribly. And that's not a good idea to do. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't care if you're an atheist. The last eight commandments, anybody can obey them, and it doesn't hurt a bit. It makes you prosperous. You don't even have to be a a person that believes in father. That's what's driving me nuts. Common sense laws make for a good country. We stuck our nose where we should have never done it. We put uh, gay rights into government. That should have been a personal choice for those people to have done what they want to do, but not shove it in our face and say, you have to say, I'm okay.
1: So, you're saying that as a Christian, you would accept that people were doing whatever they were doing in their own homes and That's with right. their own lives?
5: Absolutely. That's their business. That's not my business, and I wish they had not made it my business. I have a gay grandson, and I love him, but I really don't want to know that much about his personal life. <laughs>
1: Keep it to yourself, kid.
5: That's Get me out of it. That's right. I don't tell you what I do in my bedroom. I don't want to know what you're doing in yours. Yes. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's not a big rule to follow, is it?
1: But you're different because the religious right movement is based on this idea that the values of that people learn in church should be required of everybody else to some extent, aren't they?
5: Oh, I don't even believe in religion. I just study my Bible, have been for the last 33 years. And I just do what he tells me to do. I don't listen to preachers or priests, you know? They they walk on two feet just like I do.
1: Now you are really a surprising person. So you're saying your Christian beliefs and your Christianity, you're not talking about religion at all. You're talking about the values that are conveyed in the Bible and how you interpret them.
5: Yes. And it's just too bad people can't get that through their head. Everybody wants to take their pet little project and make everybody do it.
4: <laughs> that and is that's true.
5: Not what freedom is?
1: That's true. We're, we've got an epidemic of this, where the government is the tool through which special interest groups get to glorify what they want for themselves and force everybody else to abide.
5: Exactly, and that's not the way anything should be run. Nothing. Unless you want to live in L, which we're fast going there.
1: I believe we are. All right, Sam, anything else?
5: Uh, Well, I got your rant line finally. Every time I went to write it down, my hands were in dishwater. So I finally got Roland to give it to me. Oh, well, that
1: was a good idea.
5: Yeah, I thought so.
1: It's nice that you like doing dishes so much.
5: (laughs) Honey, I'm 80 years old. There's no getting out of it. you got to do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, thank you so much for the call. It's good to hear from you again.
5: Well, thank you for talking to me, you have a good day.
1: All right. You see what I mean about her spirit? What a great spirit she has. 860 what do you believe? What principles do you reach out to when you're testing to see what your conclusion should be? Whoopi Goldberg, in this sound cut I played, she doesn't, you can tell she doesn't have principles. She's confused about those principles, and she's not entirely sure how to react to a situation other than what, what really irks her, what really gets her upset. Then she knows. I don't know if she said that in the cut I played. Let me play a little more.
4: Gay. You know, you don't have that right anymore. We, got, we fought because so many people died trying to get to a doctor.
1: So she's saying well, everybody fought to get to a doctor. Therefore, all doctors must treat whoever we decide they have to treat. That's a really interesting departure from American beliefs. HX05229842. We will talk to Mike first when we continue on WTIC.
2: Now, back to the Todd Feinberg show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC. News Talk 1080.
1: WTIC will do the rants today during the 5 o'clock hour, Eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight is the rant line number. We're talking about your political belief systems. That is, what are the principles upon which your political conclusions are based? I'm libertarian, so all I do is I think, is this, uh, is this guaranteeing my freedom or is this taking my freedom away? And that's how I look at everything they do. And I feel like government is such a crisis now. We have a crisis of government. There is too much of it. It has figured out how to con people into giving unlimited amounts of money, it seems. And we're getting destroyed on a political and financial level as a result. What are your beliefs, Mike in Wallingford? Hey, Mike. Hey, Todd. How you doing? Thanks for the call.
6: Hey. Um, uh, first of all, just wanna say I just want to say I'm a libertarian like you. Um, for what I think are obvious reasons, but um, but what I wanted to say real quick, if I may, um, you were playing, uh, and this has to do with the the Defense of Marriage mm-hmm. um, Law or Act that's getting pushed through. And I know I heard you say the C word before, the communist, and I really think it is the communists are going if you look all of our institutions all of our pillars of society they're being destroyed from within and you play the clip of whoopi uh talking about you know doctors that you know don't work on gay people or something and, and yep. first let me pre- preface all this by saying i have gay people in my family friends and all that like like we have to throw that disclaimer out all the time right so um anyway when Whoopi talks about the doctors that won't work on gay people, really what, what, where this is going with their incrementalism is, before you know it, any church around here, all the, the church that you may go to or may not, they're going to get a, a knock on the door, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a, whatever, you, a trans couple or this couple, and they're going to insist that they get married there, and that this is going to be a war on the American churches, and that's that's where this is going.
1: Yeah, I has suspect nothing,
6: so. But has but... nothing to do with, with with gay people. Just like the uh, the green movement has nothing to do with saving the planet. It, just like Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with with Black lives and the betterment of their lives. So,
1: wait, well, you think it, it's, it's all it's really driven by it. a communist conspiracy? Is that what you're saying?
6: uh yeah i guess i i am saying that
1: yeah that none of this is organic because i look at it more that it's politically organic that if you want to rob people blind which is government's job as they see it to take mm-hmm. to transfer as much money out of the economy and into the place where money goes to die and that is in the hands of government and it, sure and, and make it into it. a, a vote rigging scheme that all they're doing is figuring out new stories to tell and new games to play to trick us into giving them the money and And, at
6: the same time in their wake leaving a a wake of destruction okay of all of our institutions and and all of the pillars of society that hold us yeah but doesn't that go follow
1: naturally that you would if you're if you're looking to do these things you create special interest groups right you make voters into somebody you're protecting so that you have this special allegiance and then you figure out a way to pay them to vote for you either right. with specific policy that protects them in some way and glorifies their differences or right. one that you or, or by transferring cash to them. Right.
6: And then when you're done with whatever you needed from them, you're done with them. And they can just go on the, the big heap pile as well. And that's the way the communist monster works. It's just a religion. Of, of death and destruction
1: and as soon
6: as people realize it, it's it's no more complicated than I, it's very simple
1: yes that's but it's it it's hard for that's people to grasp that
6: it is it is that, that people
1: can people be as evil as, grasp, as they are
6: People cannot grasp good and evil in this world and that's the bottom line they yeah. just can't <laughs> I and
1: think that's right of,
6: and for that reason, I'm a libertarian okay.
1: Yes. Well right. said, Mike. Thank you very much. And I, I think uh, that says a lot of what I believe. 860 We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of
0: four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New
1: iPhone 15s? It's over
0: here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill
1: credits
3: for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement
0: due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world, screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in. Baseball has been boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.